talk. I gotta tell what I feel. I gotta talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. everybody to the KIRP radio show. I'm your host, Pete Miller, about to be joined by my little sis, Sonny Johnson, coming through. We're going to drop some knowledge on you guys, talk about what's new, talk about what's popping, what's going on. We got some Ferguson stuff happening. 
We got William H. Holler, a.k.a. Cliff Huxtable, a.k.a. Y'all Daddy, a.k.a. Mr. Puddin' Pop, a.k.a. Put it in your drink, make him go to sleep and get busy and skeet, 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 a.k.a. Bill Cosby. I know I'm talking about y'all daddy, and I know y'all mad about me talking about y'all daddy, but it is what it is. This is what happens, folks. First of all, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to get into the show. But first of all, let me welcome everybody to the KRP Radio Show. Just finished up one show. Shout out to everybody out there in Burlington and C. Shout out to my Wide Awake family. I see Kylie here. I see Massachusetts here for another week. I see Florida here. I see Tennessee. Uh, a lot host of folks, man. Shout out to everybody out there in the blog. And uh, shout out to everybody out there on the Facebook, the Twitter. Facebook, you guys know it, facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. Uh, also, check us out on Twitter, at symbol KRP Radio Show, at symbol NC Pudgy. I am not saying it fast like the pimp would tell you. You just listen too slow. <laughs> also, we're on iTunes, Instagram. We're all over the place, man. Just Google us. Check us out. We got to jump into the show because there's a lot to talk about, and I am late. I'm on CP time, but it is what it is because I own this joint right here. Welcome to the show, my little sis, Sunny Johnson. What's good with you, baby? What's good, bro? How you doing? Doing good, man. I feel good tonight. That's good. I'm happy to hear it. I'm tired. <laughs> I know, man. You, you've been the you've been the busy, I won't say little B, but you've been the busy B lately. What's going on with you? Uh, I'm trying, trying to do me a little bit here, a little bit. <laughs> no, the site launch, uh... CTGHQ launched in September, and um, we just kind of getting the team together, planning out our moves to next year to make sure we're on point and on track. And so it's one thing to have a vision. It's quite another thing to bring it into fruition, and and I guess that's kind of the other side of it that I'm learning right now, but I can't wait the next year. It'll rock. I just can't even wait to rock next year. Well, the most beautiful thing about it all is that you're working and you're doing it, and it's something that you feel strongly about, not something that somebody's pushing you into. And, um, you know, we talked about this for a very long time before this thing came into fruition. So congratulations on CTGHQ. Everybody, you guys know in KRP land, we've been tweeting it out. We've been Facebooking it out. Hashtag CTGHQ. You guys check that out right now. Uh, Changethegame.org. Check that out right now, and um, you know, just making things happen. Sonny, what 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 is change the game? From your words, people have heard me say uh, what it is, and have heard me talk about it day in and day out. But you're the architect of this thing, so you know, tell the folks what change the game is. Well, um, in a basic sense, like if you go to the website, what you're going to find is a mix of culture, of hip hop culture, and conservative politics. So you're gonna see, um, you're gonna you can go on there and read about Nicki Minaj or America's Daddy and Bill Cosby. <laughs> you know, you had me laugh, you had me laugh when you open the show up. But you can go there and you can find cultural articles like that. But you can also go and find articles about school choice and um, our, our erosions of freedom that are happening in this country. So a lot of the things that conservatives talk about that are on conservatives' mind, you'll find on the site, as well as, um, you know, a lot of the cultural things, real housewives, so forth and so on. So you get a good mixture of culture and politics. Behind the scenes, on the other hand, is a two-pronged approach. One is to get conservatives to wake up, 
and realize that politics is downstream of culture, and if you're not affecting the culture, you're going to be out of the game. And at the same time, letting black America know that, you know, as long as you keep on voting for Democrats and you're letting your vote be taken for granted, you're never going to get anywhere in this country. And the best thing to do is to go out and be entrepreneurs, become economically independent. And and those are the two things that we're doing simultaneously. We're taking the culture and conservatism, but we're also taking the ground level into urban communities across the country next um, next year. So I'm really excited. I like it, man. I love it. I love to be a part of it. Proud to be a part of it. You know, Sonny, that, that's something that I always try to, that's why I always try to, man, you know who I am. I mean, you know, you're my, you my little sister, man. So I always tell people, you know, we have to define conservatism. And, and I say that for a specific reason is because, you know, take Christianity for a second, right? We all, we're Christians. We're, we're, we're Christ believers in our soul. Like these are these are our principles. These are things we don't uh, sway away from. Even when we're trying to be polite, sometimes and we let people go off and say that, say what they like to say. But that's another story. But take Christianity for for example. We don't you see. And, and, and I compare that to conservatism for these reasons. And I'm just saying this because you're here to back me up, and I want everybody to hear me loud and clear again. People don't look at Christianity and go, well. I rock with Christian principles, and I'm definitely a Christ follower, but but because that pastor over there is no good, I'm not going to claim that anymore because he claims Christianity too. And and it's far time for people to start realizing that just because some asshole over there <laughs> proclaims to be a conservative doesn't mean that you need to let it go. doesn't mean that it doesn't work for you. Because it does work for you just as Christianity works for you despite what that pastor over there is doing or that backsliding member over there is doing. And in essence, nobody's perfect in the first place, but we all should be striving for perfection. So if you're true to who you say you are and you're true to the way that you've been raised and, you know, you act accordingly according to the conservative principles, that's what you are. And, and people got to gotta stop being afraid of embracing that. It is what it is. It doesn't matter because that guy over there is a conservative, too, and he's an asshole and you're not. It is what it is. Like, this thing works. Conservatism works. It just does. You know, we save money. We spend right. We're, we're anti-huge government. You know, we, we understand that there, there needs to be a certain thing for certain people when they need it. But there should never be a thing that when the government tells us everything that we need to do, no one controls our lives. Like, you know, from kids up. We don't want our parents to tell us what to do. That's why we couldn't wait to get up and move out and get on our own and learn the same lessons that our parents tried to tell us that were wrong. You know, that's a part of life. So when I look at conservatism, those are the things that I like to share with people, and that's the reason why I say we have to define it for ourselves and we can't depend on other people to define it for us. And that's why I'm, like, running around making sure people know that I understand that there's a certain segment of the black community that is uh, perfectly fit. I call them the perfectly fit to be Democrats. They are the ones that don't want to do anything. They are never going to take personal responsibility for their life. They are constantly going to be the crabs in the barrel that's trying to bring everybody else down. I want the black Americans who are looking for something. I call them we are the get up, get out, and get something generation. 
right. I want those ones. Don't come to us if you're those ones. If you perfectly fit to be a Democrat, you love government dependency, you love living in your ghetto, you love having your food stamps, I don't want you. So you you can stay where you are and perfectly fit being there. But it is time for us to reach out to the generation that we know exists, the ones who struggle and strive to make sure they can do it, and they do it on their own accord, and they hold pride in that. And those are the people that we want to uplift. But not only uplift, we're going into the new year with this whole ideology of coming and eating at our table with us. And you know we've discussed this many times. It's not so much just to offer you politics and to offer you like, okay, now you're a conservative. No, it's to offer you a, a family output because we've all, we've all been through it. We know what it's like when you find yourself in debt and now you got to work your way out. We know what it's like when you bit off too much, you can uh, more than you can chew, and now you got to learn how to whittle down that budget to live within your means. Those practical things that most people have to walk into when they become conservative, We've already done those things. So in addition to offering you politics, we're offering you a family unit to help you get through those things and not feel like the world is over or like it is an impossible thing, but to let you know one step, one step, one step, you can get to financial independence and you're going to have a family beside you the whole time pushing you. And that's what we're building that change the game. And that's the part that makes me so excited. Everybody has their own hustle. You know, and no one comes in looking to eat solely off the group. Everybody separately has their own hustle, and we still feed each other while we're doing one mission together. And that's right. the beauty of what we're trying to do. And that's the um, spirit I want to take into the black community, man, because that's what's missing. Okay. <laughs> okay, get a little John. I'll take it. You know, anytime Lil John co-signed or something, you know it's got to be official. Shout out to Lil John, man. That was my man on tour. Anyway, so, man, that's a whole lot. Like, that, that, that's a lot for people to take in. And it's good. Like, this is the type of, if you will, political talk that people need to hear. Everyday people who are also on the ground rocking, who goes into the places that people dare black folks to go. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like we just... We the defenders of black politics. That's what I feel like. Every day I'm fighting some dumbasses on here or only talking about black people and everybody's on food stamps and don't understand the culture. And then on the other hand, I'm fighting some dumbass over here who's talking about we need every single handout that the government can give us. And, you know, everything that Democrats do is, is freedom and it's free. And everything today seems like it's the same or equivalent to the civil rights fight of the 60s. I'm so sick of hearing that. I don't know what to do. So, you know, I feel like we're sitting in the middle, and we're the defenders of the true black people. Like that's that's what I feel like everywhere I go. You got you got you got the elite. You got the elitist on both sides. Hello. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. I'm with you. I couldn't hear you for a second. They got the elitists on both sides. So on both sides you have you have the ones, the conservatives and and this is I'm at the point really of not even playing with them anymore. You know, like hey, like at, at one point you had to play nice but now I got my own sandbox, so I don't have to play nice in your sandbox anymore. Now I can make the rules up in my sandbox. So yeah. 
you know, I, I don't know, I don't want to play nice with them anymore. So I, I'm at the point where you don't even, you ain't got to like what I do. I just highly suggest you not, not to get in my way. Like, I, I think I have proven myself what's going to happen to you if you get in my way. So politely get the hell out of my way. And that's kind of where I left myself with conservatives at the moment. I'm tired of arguing with you when you have a failed track record. You know, you have no success of which you can point me to. So until you can have some success that you can point me to, I don't want to hear nothing from you. And yeah. then you have left, um, you have the the Democrats, the black community actually showed them during the election how much they care by not showing up and not giving a damn and let all those Democrat senators hang out to dry because none of, the, um, none of black America came out to support them. But it's not enough to not vote when it's not a black face on the ballot. It has to be you are now presenting um, Republicans, people from the right, have to now be presenting something to the black community outside of hate Obama. Like during this yeah. last election, well, that's all they had was just hate Obama. Obama did this, or hate Obama. This is a vote against Obama. Well, we can't go into the black community and say we're Republicans and our message is hate Obama. You know, it's not going to work. So some kind of coherent, tangible plan needs to be put out. And if the right isn't going to do it, then it's going to fall upon us to do it and lead them every step of the way. So not only if we if we just don't got to play in, in with the people and going in and talking to them and winning them over, which is monumental enough, but it's also going to be slapping some of these politicians into understanding that when we say change, we don't mean Barack Obama hope and change in Republican form. We actually mean change. And, right. you know, here, here we go. I think that our generational war, our fight of this generation is just about to begin. Well, Here's a question, and, and I mean, I know this is not an interview. We we come on here to kick it and, and to throw some things back and forth. So, I mean, basically, radio folks, radio land, KRRP is out there. When Sonny and I get together, basically what you hear on this show live is, like, what we talk about in groups minus a few choice curse words because I got it bad. I can't say she got it bad. I got it bad. And, um, you know, so this is what you guys, this is what we talk about. And and we share ideas, and we actually go to implement those ideas because it's really important. Like I, I don't know if people really understand what's at stake here, but it really is important. And and this is something I want to say to to uh, uh, black people who vote Democrat, right? This is something I want to say to you guys, and and I want everybody to understand this because it, this is the truth coming from me. This is what I believe in my heart, and this is what I've seen before. I don't know if you paid attention, but we've seen this before. And I wasn't even going to talk about the amnesty bill or, or, or the, the foreign pot. I, I wasn't even going to get into that, right? I wasn't even going to go there. But I can tell you that your asses are being traded if you don't realize <laughs> You're being traded. Like, it's, 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 it's over with. You, it's like you put in, if, if for all my MBAs out there, like, you, you put in all these years. You know, you got your big contract here and there. You've been putting up all these points, and they've been rah, rah, rah in your name. And now you're on a decline. Like, you're not putting up the points you used to put up. That means voters aren't coming out the way they used to come out. 
Um, you're not giving money to the party like you used to. That means the Democrat Party is suffering when it comes to dollars a little bit from the general pot. All right, I'm not talking about PACs. And look it up for yourself. These members are true. So you're being traded for a rookie, for a newcomer, a couple of college kids who want to get in the game. Some have come, some have failed. Some have come from near and far. A couple of them from overseas, they came and they got in, they failed, they flopped, whatever, but they made an impact. And what people have seen is that, hey, we can keep getting college players from over here and drafting them early. Or we can keep going overseas and getting these players from over here and making them, let them play, and we can flood the league with them until one of them make a huge impact. We don't have to pay these Negroes. I'm sorry. I don't even like that word. We don't have to pay these brothers and sisters the amount that we used to pay. And I'm talking about attention when it comes to political. See, they don't have to pay you and us the same attention that they used to pay us. They don't have to go into the black neighborhoods and the black communities anymore the way that they used to go. They don't have to spend time there anymore. They definitely don't have to spend dime there anymore. So you're being traded if you don't understand what's happening. If you look around this country, man, and you see, and I'm only talking about Hispanics right now, I realize, and I hate when people only talk about the south of the border, because I realize there are Europeans who've been coming across this border for year in and year out and living here, making a living and going back, living a nice plus healthy lifestyle. I understand that. And I'm not even talking about Europe. I'm talking about Africans, too. I'm talking about Arabs, too. So I know it's happening on more of the forefront than just the south of the border. But if you look at what the people from the south of the border, a.k.a. Mexicans, have done, they've come into America and they've done what we used to do, black people, KRP land. They've done what we used to do. We used to spend money with each other, okay? And I'm not anti-white for all my, my white conservatives out there who's going, but he's pro-black. Yeah, I'm pro-black, but I love y'all ass too. But the truth of the matter is we used to spend money with each other. We used to spend money on each other. We used to invest, in other words, with each other. We had a thing called Black Wall Street all over in different parts of the country. So there were things that we knew that we had to do to sustain ourselves. But we don't do that anymore, okay? But you know who do it? Some of you know who do it? Mexicans do it. They got their own supermarket. They all only shop there. And there's nobody talking about how much they hate whites or black people either because they ain't hating nobody. They're just empowering each other. And that's what we need to do. We got the money. We definitely have the people. We've been had the resources, but we just won't damn do it. So you know what, folks? The Democrat Party is sick of you not just damn doing it. And they're trading your ass in for the south of the border vote, the European vote, the African vote, and the Arab vote. <laughs> hey, all I said is that in a second, I second that you are being replaced. And I will add the caveat of understanding that they're using you, they're using black people to exterminate ourselves, not just um, on the street corners, but also in abortion clinics. So you think Absolutely. about it. They said everybody who um, who um, has come in, in the last, uh, before the last two years, and this is how they get the estimation of, of uh, 5 million people. Well, in that time, guess how many black babies have been aborted? So, so understand, all they really did was not an increase in the population. They just covered the decrease in the population from black people killing their own babies. So 
put that into your thought process when they tell you it's a woman rights to truth, uh, woman's right to choose. They are the breeding program, and they are doing what they call extracting the weak. And the funny part is they got you doing it to yourself. People won't believe that, Sonny. They they don't believe that. They just think we're on our soapbox. And, and yeah, I am pro-life, man. I, I am on my soapbox. And, and I, 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 listen, man, I, I have to say this because I want people to understand this, right? I, I get it, okay? Even if I don't understand it, even if I can never be in a situation, God knows I get it. I know there are some people out there that look at their life and they go, you know what, there's no way that I could raise a healthy, strong, able child in the situation that I'm in at my age and what I'm doing. They're not thinking about how they laid down and had that child. They're not thinking about the wrong decision that they made then, okay, and then making the right decision after the fact and having that child and making it happen or doing whatever that they have to do. People are looking at this situation, and they don't have the understanding. Like a lot of people, they know how to have sex, but they don't know a damn thing else. All these kids out here, they know how to have sex. And the parents, a lot of our parents, and I say our parents, okay, a lot of our parents didn't raise us to the fact to understand what it takes to take care of a child, okay, but they left us alone enough or they left the door open enough for us to peek through the window and see them partying and having a good time or watching the wrong show, and they were irresponsible enough to allow us to go out and have these babies, and then we decided, I'm sorry, then they helped us decide that you're too young, uh, there's no way that you can do this. I'm not going to be burdened by you having a child too young or you need to graduate college. And people make that decision based off things like that. So I understand people being in, in, in certain financial situations or from certain environments, and they don't know any better, so they make decisions that I just don't happen to agree with uh, 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 physically, socially, spiritually even. Okay, but I understand people make those decisions. I get it. So I'm not here to tell anybody, you know, you don't need to, you didn't, you don't need to make that choice. You don't need to do that. All I'm saying is that you're able to take care of yourself. You're able to take care of your child. There are people out here that will help. Whatever you got to do, man, whatever you got to do to take care of the baby that you decided to lay down and have, even if having sex was an accident, that child is not an accident. Absolutely not an accident. And and even even with that being said, take it out of the course of 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 whether it's right or wrong, because you know you know both of us stand on on the side of pro life. But take it out of the course of even so, if it's right or it's wrong, it's all a basic understanding of what Planned Parenthood is. It was it's eugenics. It's, it's, it's basic core and it's root. And it, it, it's not about you and your circumstance. It's not about that. It is about them saying, because you got into that circumstance, you are not, you should not be allowed to breed. And, yeah. and, and I say breed. I don't say have kids because they don't look at it as you're bringing a life into this world. They look at it like they're breeding cows and monkeys and dogs. That's how they talk about it. So stop lying to yourself and making it that they are looking at you and saying you are too unfit to breed. What this generation of women, and yet again, not even looking at right or wrong, this generation of women will be one of the most highly um, 
uh, complicated feminine problems when they get older because of the number of abortions that have been had. They have done all this research, but no research over the combined um, effects of multiple abortions. And I have people in my family now who who have uh, their insides are rupturing from the wow. effects of all of these abortions. And these weren't things that we knew about or were prevalent to. These are things that we're just finding out because they are out one day and something inside of them ruptures. And then they go to the hospital, oh, and it's because you have more, uh, multiple abortions and you have this scarring and you have this this and this that and this other thing. Have you ever heard a study about the effects of multiple abortions on women? I have. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. They don't put them in. They don't want to show them. They don't want to. I am telling you, they, it is a systematic way to not only, they will mess you up from having abortions when you're young and you're stupid, and then when you go to get married and you want to have kids, your reproductive system is then messed up beyond you having kids. So it is multiple effects, not of right and wrong. It's that this is science, and they have studied this. This is not new. They have been studying this for 60 years. So they told you that sex is free. They say that you are a woman and you are liberated, and you should be able to give your body to whomever you choose. And once that happens, then you shouldn't have to suffer the consequences of those actions, so now you can have an abortion. And now these you having multiple abortions puts you in a place where you'll never be able to procreate with your husband and create a family unit. All of these things are by design. They're not accidental happenings. This is the process of eugenics. This is how we are replacing ourselves because we have convinced ourselves that this is Planned Parenthood and not eugenic and ethnic cleansing. That's what it is. A certain percentage of the black community will survive. They're not going to kill us all, but they will weed out the weak. And that's what they do in abortion clinics all across the country. And now they're supplementing um, those with new illegal aliens to take your place. Mm. Sonny, I, I don't know if you know, and, and well, I know you know, my bad. I forgot, I forgot how we even met. <laughs> but in North Carolina right now, for, for my, my radio land, KRP is out there. My, as a matter of fact, let me do the call letters. WM3G, home of the KRP radio show. And last Sunday's with Rocco P. Check them out next week right here. Same time, same place, 8 p.m. Sunday, Eastern time. Look us up. We're all over the place. Twitter, Facebook, IG, whatever. Um, right now, North Carolina, they are, the state is paying uh, <laughs> existing relatives or existing individuals who were sterilized. And I remember when I first started talking about that, and, and I was all over social media, you know, talking about it, very passionate about it, to the point that I had to actually take a step back um, from from the pro-life movement and, and working in the pro-life movement. But uh, right now they're paying people uh, because through the course of the 100 and I think 20-something odd years, maybe 119 odd years of Democratic policies and control in the state of North Carolina, that's right, total Democrat power and control, 
they were actually sterilizing uh, minorities, meaning sterilizing black people on the basis that doctors were telling these individuals that they did not come in and have these shots or they, if they would not take these shots, that people would lose their food stamps, they lose the social benefits. So uh, in the 60s, 70s, maybe before, I don't have the exact timeline, in the early 60s, I know for a fact, between 61 and 66, uh, there were some North Carolina, some uh, thousands of North Carolinians uh, were sterilized. They were actually giving shots, uh, giving shots that would enable them, that would uh, uh, would not allow them to have children ever. So those folks, that has been proven. Those folks are now collecting checks, I think upward of $50,000, if I'm not mistaken, Sonny, and and, and you know, I, I'm not saying that you know it's uh, they're doing they're doing them some justice. I'm not saying that you know, hey, you know, go get that fifty thousand dollars. This is gonna make it all right. I'm definitely not saying that. My whole point in even bringing this up is that people thought it was a game. Like you know, they they didn't believe it. Some folks didn't think that this really happened. They didn't think that it existed. But I'm here to tell y'all, man, the state ain't gonna give you nothing <laughs> if you don't know. The state wants to give you zero dollars. If the state really wanted to help you, when the Fed wanted to help you, they would give you money away without no consequences, but they ain't giving away nothing without consequences or they wouldn't be taxing the highest. So they're actually writing checks to people who are survivors of, of being sterilized. So, you know, if you don't believe it, you know, look it up, man. Find it out for yourself. If the state is giving you money, there's got to be some truth to it. Because the state definitely is not giving out $50,000 checks for nothing. That's for sure. And that's and um what the sad part in that is those sterilizations would have continued. The only thing that stopped those those sterilizations was the passing of Roe vs. Wade. When Roe vs. Wade got through and abortion became legal, that's when the forced sterilization stopped. See, they realized when they were forcing people to do it, you got objections. But if you could coax people into doing it and then have them do it themselves, you get little to no objection. And that's what they did. So all of those forced reabort, um, all those forced sterilizations were stopping a stop when Roe versus Wade was, was passed and they could have legal abortion. And then, then of course, they started advocating to have uh, financial uh, financial assistance given to women so they can then start having abortions. So, and like I said, it's not a matter of right or wrong. It's a matter of knowing that this is that they have a plan for you when you walk into that clinic. When you walk into that clinic, they have in their mind what you are, and they're not looking at you like a woman. They're looking at you like a breeder, and just because you walk in there. They want to take away your ability to breathe because they do not think that you are worthy. So right or wrong, I don't care what you believe. I'm trying to tell you what they believe when they look at you. Man, I just man, let, let me let, let me let me move on. Let me move on. This the topic kills me, man. I'm serious because like it's it's it's. It's amazing, like you know, when you when you start kicking stuff like this, man. You start talking to people about this in in whatever circles you're in, or wherever you are, or you know, whatever you do. When you start talking about stuff like this, people literally they really look at you like you're crazy. 
because, you know, a lot of people aren't well studied, and, and I don't have all the statistics at hand at this point. At, at one point in time I did, but, you know, I, sometimes you got to put some of that stuff out of your head and bring some different stuff in your head so you can be effective, and that's what I've done. Um, but people look at you like you're crazy, Sonny. I mean, they, they think you're all some uh, political trip or, or some super black power type deal or, you know, I, I don't even know what people think. I just know that people really think that you're talking crazy. And, and folks won't study it. And it's sad to me because I know that it hasn't stopped. Like, outside of what people believe, these things, these social experiments have not stopped. And I've talked about it on this show over and over and over. And, and it's amazing. Like, social engineering is real. If folks don't realize that or not, social engineering is real. And that's a big part of the, the reason why I do declare myself and I call myself a conservative because, those principles work for me. They are real. I like to spread them. I like to talk about them. But also because I, I like to say it loud and proud because there's not many well, uh, loud black conservatives. And when I say loud, that means there, there's a lot of black people who are closet conservatives. Like they know what they believe. Uh, uh, they know how they live. They know how they were raised. They know the principles of uh, this thing that we call conservative, no matter what you want to call it. But they don't like to admit it. You know, they like to be in a closet about it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want, they don't want to be outspoken about it. And it's sad because a lot of people know what the truth is, but they're afraid to share it because of how people are going to look at them or what someone's going to say about them or, you know, this, that, and the other. And, and it's far more important than how people are going to look at you, man. Like, you know, we really got to tell our kids about this social engineering that's out here still today because if not, they're going to fall victim to it. You know, and, and, and one, of the, one of the most prominent I, ways, go ahead. Actually, I only bring people in who are already active, you know. So I don't, I, you know, I, I, that's the way that I've been rocking is that you, if you're already active and you're already doing something, you're already trying something, those are the people that I want to um, that I want to bring in. Those who are in this fight that are already putting themselves on the line and already decided themselves to be tested. Those are the first people because they already have a message. And if they didn't stood in this long, then more than likely their message is to actually fight for the black community. So that's what we have. Um, that's what we have surrounding us now. And that's why I look at everything so so differently now. Is that like before, you can think about it to what, 10 years ago, we weren't armed with this information. So if we spend the next 10 years making sure we tell everybody that we can come in contact, then what will be the change in 10 years from now? So that's that's kind of what it, it got me. I'm feeling optimistic. I'm feeling I'm feeling good because they kept saying that it couldn't be done. They kept saying that it wouldn't work. And now that it's done, and now that it's working, and now that we're growing, and now that people have no choice but to see us, and, I, you know, I have to have sometimes put people in their place to understand that, yeah, I might talk about culture, but don't get it twisted. I'm very, I'm very well versed in my politics as well as, you know, as well as my culture and my principles and my values and my morals. I'm good on all fronts, so do not get it twisted. But it's a place of comfort that we have now. We don't have to run to anybody else. We don't need approval for anybody else. Our voice is loud. Our voice is growing and getting louder every day. And 
And as things grow and we get a little bit more, you know, support behind us and wind behind our our backs, the stuff that we're going to be able to produce, the message that we're going to be able to put out, the way we're going to be put out, the way we're going to be able to put it out is going to be like unlike anything that the white or the conservative movement has seen before. So I'm actually happy and looking for it. These subjects don't make me as sad as they used to make me. You know, like yeah. usually by you know, usually by now I'll be yelling and pulling my hair out. Now I'm a little. Now I got a smile on my face and I feel a little bit more cocky about things because it's not in a dreamless phase anymore. It's in action. So. You know, I, I kind of feel unstoppable in that sense. That's comfort. That's 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 comfortable. You you're comfortable, man. You you set in. I, it's like um I I remember I, I know people. I, some people listen to this show just because I used to rap Bone Thugs, G Unit, whatever. So I remember running around with those guys when I first got in the league. It was with Roswells from the Fugees before he ripped me off. And uh, <laughs> you know you were happy to rap everywhere you went. You just wanted to let somebody know that you could rap and. You were ready to kick a freestyle at any given moment, and you just you got in every cipher, and you did every little thing, and then you get comfortable. You, you get in your mode, you start to know people, and people understand you, you're more than just somebody that who can spit around. You actually learn the business. You're actually in the game. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I hear from you. I, I hear you. I hear you've gotten comfortable. I hear this growth. I think that's the key word. So I hear you've grown um, in in who you are and who you're comfortable with. I'll say it like that. But, um, Sonny, let, let me just, I want to rewind for a sec because I want everybody to know, you know, like you said, you know, the, the people you bring into the table and that you surrounded yourself with and that you approach is the people who have a voice, who, are, who, are, who aren't scared to voice that opinion. And, and it's big that you have those folks, you know, who are willing to come together and make this thing happen. But on, on this side, I'm, I'm definitely part of that group because nothing you're going to do that I'm not going to be a part of. And anybody who don't like it can kiss my ass on that. But on a whole nother part of the level, I'm like Moses because I'm out here in the community and I want them stragglers. You know what I'm saying? I want those. I'm coaching these kids. I'm talking to these kids. I'm teaching conservative messages to these children that I coach in football, basketball, baseball, whatever. And also, side eye, you know, as a side note, I'm teaching that to their parents as well, whether they like it or not. So they get more comfortable with the message. And then, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a special thing when you're able to receive something you're not comfortable with. You know, it's a special thing when you're able to be lashed or, or, or you're in it, when you're able to be whooped and, and into saying, you know what, I know better, now let me do better, now let me get better. So someone needs to be there that can reach out and hold these folks' hands and bring them along and, and let my people go type of deal and, and usher them to the right path to even support organizations and movements like your own. Because if not, they're going to be in a catch-22 for the remainder of their lives, even until their demise and their death. And I can't stand nope. for that no more. But that's the, that's the absolute truth of it. And that's why I said it's not a matter of, you know, like the professional people that do this for us. No, it's a matter of finding the people that go out and do the coaching, the people that go out and that are actually on the ground. Part of what we do when we go into these cities is I'm not moving to your city. You know, I'm not going to live in your city. Eventually, I'm going home. I got a daughter. You know, I got a family. I can't stay in your city. So your city has to be in the citizens' hands. 
So when you have people that have already established those relationships, when I go in, those are the people I find. I don't want to talk to the pastor. I don't want to talk to the politician. I don't want to talk to them. I want to talk to the coach, and I want to talk <clears throat> I want to talk to the person that's on the ground, the grandma that takes care of all of the people in the community. When you find those people, those are the ones that you get in and you get behind and you support. And that's what I mean about being active as far as people who have already um, already got something in motion, got something started. You already have a group. If it's no more than just tutoring kids, so what? If we can help you get laptops, then you can tutor more kids, give them more opportunities, open up your range of your program. But it's about identifying the people that had the heart to start something. And now that they've started it, all they need is support. But there are no groups that support us in that aspect. So I want to be that. If I build my name to mean anything at all, it should mean something when uh, a coach needs new uniforms for his boys and you can call me in and if I can bring a crowd I can do that because that's what that's the only reason it's worth having a name for. So that's what I mean about people who are already active. We don't have people that want to support the people that are just doing the normal everyday things in their community. And if they could get an extra $1,000, if they could get an extra $500, it would totally make a difference in their program. So we want to help them be able to do those things and exceed their expectations. But it starts with people. I don't want people who say, I want to start a nonprofit. No, I want someone that says, I started a nonprofit, and now I just need some support. So those are kind of the people that we're going to look for. Shout out to Dudley High School. I got, I got you. I see y'all out there, man. I see. You. Shout out to you. Shout out to the Mevin Eagles. Big shout out. Shout out to the Green Level Trojans. Shout out to my teams out there. Shout out to Coach Woods. Shout out to my brother Rashad Woods. Loving Father Society. Contessa. I see you guys. Wide awake. Shout out. Shout out for the Planning for the Summer Organization. Uh, shout out for Work Workshop Eight Twelve. Is that what it is? Shout out to Workshop Workshop Eight Twelve. Shout out to Panther Pride Organization. I see you guys. Shout out for Sons to Men. I see you guys. Shout out to College Planning Info USA. I see y'all. And a host of many more, man. There's a lot of more out there. So just try to get my shout outs. And shout out to all you guys out there. So I had a, a, a listener um, asked if we could. What, what did you think about this past campaign season and some of these? ads that I saw a lot of the Democrats running out there, but how did you feel about some of these negative and derogatory ads that they placed out there, and, and uh, how do you feel about the wins that the GOP has established? Uh, the ads, uh, what I, what I, oh, this is so funny. Everybody thinks that those ads were just run in the states where politics were being contested. Those ads were given out everywhere. And along with that, they're now giving out literature that's telling little kids, um, elementary school and middle school kids, to be hostile to police officers and to be disrespectful to their teachers. And if their parents try to discipline them, to let their parents understand that a revolution is coming and the parents are standing on the wrong side. So... You have to 
you think that this was just about politics. This is not about politics. This is about implanting and starting a new segment. If you think about our generation, our generation grew up mixed up. You know, we went to school with white kids. We go to the grocery store. We go shopping. We do basically everything in integration. You know, it's nothing that's really um, segregated anymore. So you're losing us because America works. So in order for them to have this race grievance, they have to keep it alive. This is how they keep it alive. They breed hate. Hate keeps it alive. And they're starting with the kids now. So now you have this case, and I hope, you know, this case of this 12-year-old boy and the cops come up and try to talk to the 12-year-old boy and he acts like he's reaching for a gun and it's a toy gun and now he's dead. Oh, man. And you don't know, and you don't know if this is because he's read some of this literature thinking the cops is against him and he has to have some kind of protection as in a toy gun and you have cops getting killed all around the country too. So they on edge, and look what's happening. Look what is happening. So one twelve-year-old boy is gone, and another cop's life is completely screwed. And this is what they're breeding. They're breeding hate, and they are breeding content. And if Republicans, conservatives, the right side of the aisle does not wake up and realize the only way you can you combat this hate. Is with growth, is with economic growth. People start getting jobs. People start getting educated. People start getting happy again. That is the only way you can combat the hate. If you sit and you let it fester, you're going to have a whole bunch of Fergusons popping up around this country where you thought no literature existed and you find out that it's been there for two or three years now. We don't need no more of that. That's for sure. And I'm still what, – what's going to happen with that, Just speaking of Ferguson, man? What, what, what's, what's your prediction? What's going to happen in Ferguson with them uh, with, with, with them in this verdict? Okay, so you had the anti-war movement, right? Mm-hmm. When, Bush was in, when Bush was in office, you had the anti-war movement. Obama mm-hmm. comes in the office. Now you no longer have the anti-war movement, even though he's bombed eight Arab countries. Now, all of a sudden, the anti-war movement does no, no longer exist. Occupy Wall Street pops up. Okay, Occupy Wall Street pops up. It's all good until women start getting raped in Occupy camps. Then yep. Occupy Wall Street disappeared. Now you have full-time protesters in Ferguson. Now, I am a pro. I am an activist. I have been to many a protest. Do you want to know one thing I learned about our protest? Go home. We have work. We have kids. We have responsibilities. We cannot stay and be full-time protesters. So if you look at what's happening in Ferguson, understand who these, these are not people that live, maybe some of them, and and they have been co-opted in, but for the most part, these are social anarchist groups. These are government-hating groups. These are revolution-wanting groups, and they have found a cause that they can hang on to. If the people of Ferguson do not step up and the people of Ferguson do not put their foot down, 
those progressives in Ferguson are going to burn that city down, and then they're going to leave and go home and get some more money from their parents. I hope and pray, Sonny, and, and you, you, man, you hit the nail on the head. When you said those progressives are going to burn that city down, they have done it before. L.A., do you remember? Twice, three times over, do you remember? Chicago, they were going to do it there. Shout out to the, the Chicago 300, I think, or the Detroit 300, or, or whatever their name is. Shout out to those folks in those communities who would not let those progressives burn their city down. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And if someone, if someone don't step up, Sonny, and says, you know what, we're not going to allow you guys to destroy our city, I don't know what's going to happen. Because, see, this is going to set the tone for the remainder of the of the country. I don't know if folks realize it or not. For the folks who aren't paying attention out there, you better buckle your seatbelts, man, because this will set the tone for what happens in the future in your city or your state. I promise you. Um, yeah, real quick. You think it, you think it ain't going to touch you? Understand it's touching you because if you have kids, if you have nieces, if you have nephews, if you have anybody, any youngster in the age of 14 to I say about 21, they are being infiltrated, they are being hit right now, and they are being pulled into the direction of not caring about the law and not thinking they have to be responsible and hold true to it. And all that's going to end up having them do is become felons and getting locked up or getting themselves killed. So you better listen and pay attention and make sure you warn your kids about about what's going on and what's good information and what's bad information. One minute before the 9 o'clock hour, Sunday, I want to ask you about Florida, but I need to do this weather report since people complaining about I don't never do it no more. Shout out to the folks out there. I love being a black father, which is my organization. Shout out to all my people out there who make it happen. This weather report is brought to you by WNPG, home of the KLP radio show. And I love being a black father. Baby, people don't like that. I love, I love being a black father. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's too bad. I, look, I, got, I love being a white father. Oh, yeah. That's going to be real good. Anyway, Greensboro, tomorrow, 43 degrees. Should be a high with some rain. Should be a high of 72. We'll get some summer-like weather tomorrow. Tuesday, 39 for a low, 56 degrees and a high. Wednesday, 44 degrees, high, 29 degrees low. Thursday, 29, 50, and the same on Friday with 54 degrees high. So it's going to be a little hot tomorrow with 100% chance of rain. So look for NYC. I got you 49 on Monday, 70 degree high. Tuesday, 53 high. Wednesday and Thursday, 43 degree high with a 36 degree low on Wednesday and a 29 degree low on Friday. I'm sorry, on Thursday and Friday. Got to meet my LA folks out there. 53, 55, 58, and 57 are the lows above 80 degrees all week. Just for my folks out there in LA, I just want y'all to know that I hate you. I hate you. This one report was brought to you by I Love Being a Black Father, home of the WM3G KIRP radio show. And last Sunday, shoot my man Rocco P. B.I.G. shout-outs goes to the Green Village Gators, Sports Kids Play Magazine. Thank you for the shout-out in your magazine and the KRP at LakeJanette Relay Team and City Swim, Greensboro, North Carolina. Thanks for rocking with the KRP radio show, baby. Sonny, let me ask you something real quick, man. Let me ask you something real quick. You just spent some time in Florida, and I am jealous. You know, I didn't get to get my tan on. It's cool, though. It is what it is. Um, what's going on in Florida, man? You just spent a week down there or something. What's up with that? 
well, every year David Horowitz puts on a, a um a weekend down at West Palm Beach, uh, Millionaires Island. And um, it, you know, it, it's really it's a pretty cool thing. You go out and hang out at resorts, and you know they got this you know front side beach, blue water, you know that kind of that kind of atmosphere. But um, we went down there to work, and um, it was my first um, <clears throat> official event as CEO of of Change the Game. So it was my first chance I had to actually introduce the team. And um, it, it went great, you know, but I don't take my cues from how it goes in front of a, pe- a group of people that love us. We're going to mm-hmm. see how everything works when we get in front of a group that's not so friendly. So when, once we get to that point, that'll be uh, where we um, where we make the adjustments of, of what we got to do next. But we did come up with our idea for a, uh, a Game Changer Award, which I was really happy about. And also uh, the concept for Change the Game, which uh, you can pull the graphics up if you go to my Facebook and it's just Sonny Johnson, and you can see some of the graphic work that we had and we'll have some more done in the future. So it was just kind of an introduction for all of us, a chance for uh, kind of the team to get together and meet and um, socialize and then put out a product. It happened to be real good. Once I get the link, I'll let everyone um yeah, everybody can check it out. I'll post it and let you see. But um, yeah, it was it was a cool week. You know me. Yeah, I, I went and I worked, and I, and it ain't you know outside of that, it ain't nothing I you know had a brag on. No, you will never. I'm I'm sorry. It's just not in me. We went. We handled business. We did it well, and you know what I'm saying. And the beach was nice. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. I drank lots and lots and lots of champagne. <laughs> Shout out to you for drinking lots and lots and lots of champagne. You put three lots in there, so you must have drunk a lot of damn champagne. Yeah, I don't like champagne, but I drank a lot of champagne, so. Oh, oh I guess I was about to say I, I tolerated a high level of alcohol. That's my way of bragging. That I'll take that. I'll I'll take that. I don't know if everybody else will take that, but I'll take that. Shout out to David Horowitz, by the way. Shout out to Sonny Johnson, by the way. Shout out to uh, Kevin Daniels, by the way. Shout out to Tracy Connors, by the way. Shout out to Kira Davis, by the way. Davis is right, isn't that right? Kira, yeah, and and you haven't got to meet you haven't got to meet the other two yet. Is uh, Lawrence Billy Jones the third out of Texas and Giovanni Bristow out of. Huh? We had Lawrence on the show. Shout out to Lawrence. Oh, yes, that's right. We did. So, Baby Bra is in Ferguson right now. So, he's out there in Ferguson now. So, he's on, um, he, he got ticked off about the footage and the way it was being portrayed by the news. So he said he's gonna go out there and get the real story. So he's out there doing that now. So he, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's moving. Got their, like I said, got their own thing going. And then we come yeah. back collectively as a team. So it's a beautiful thing. I love it, man. Shout out to Lawrence, man. I like that brother. Got a future on him. I just, I just felt good uh, when we had him on the show. So that was real cool. Oh, uh, also, also shout out to I'm forgetting somebody. Shout out to uh, Alyssa. Shout out to Wayne. 
man, what's my man out of the D, man? What's my man name? Sonny, you know him. Uh, does a radio show. Don't kill me, man. Wayne Wayne. Say again? Wayne. Yeah, I got he Wayne. Called. I said shout out to Wayne just now. I'm forgetting somebody. Devon? Devon generally or Wayne Bradley? Which one of them? Bradley, yeah, the other Wayne. Yeah, shout out to my man Wayne Bradley. Also, shout out to Devon. Shout out to, uh, I'm forgetting somebody from the CTG team. I don't know who it is, but shout out to you. B.I.G., shout out to my brother Bobby Richmond from the Loving Father Society. And I love being a black father on his birthday this weekend. And uh, I got to give another shout out to my very own uh, Southern Guilford uh, Storm, man. You know, undefeated still. Nephew over there getting busy, putting in some hard work this summer. And uh, I love when good kids, you know, prosper. Shout out to my, my kids, too, man. My kids are awesome. They're awesome. Everybody says it, and, and I believe it, too. So, yeah. Shout out well, to my, my daughter. Well, my daughter still a little peek around the corner. So, look, <laughs> let, let me get her get her a little one for for her all A's and her one B. We're going to fix that B in math. But okay. she, uh, she on the robotics team. And they what? did their preliminary. They did their preliminary run on getting their robot up and functioning and programmed. And her team was the only team that successfully did it on the first run. And she's very yeah. excited about that. And they're going to be in a Virginia Lego competition later next year. So she's really excited, pushing her towards engineering. So you know that shout out for all the girls that like science and math. All right. Let's do it, man. I'll give you a shout out. Aren't you proud of me? Yeah, of course. Shout, shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to me for making my kids. Shout out to. Uh, uh, well, I'll <laughs> give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a little secret. Okay, don't tell nobody. All right. This year. If you have not had the opportunity to to attend CPAC before, this this year will definitely be a year that you would want to attend. So I, I throw that out there. If, if if you say it's not a place for you, if you're into the conservative movement but you've never been, if you think it's a little hoity-toity and you wouldn't fit in, know that Change the Game will be at CPAC this year. And it will be unlike any CPAC before. So if you have the availability to make it a plan, make it a plan and come back, come to CPAC this year and hang out with Change the Game. And I promise you, it's going to be like nothing you've ever done in a conservative circle before. We will be there in the place Don't to be. And I'm a- <laughs> I'm going to stop everybody having to do freestyles. I don't care what they look like. So, y'all might as well go ahead and get your rhymes right. <laughs> go ahead and write something down. I'm going to stop everybody in the hallway, everybody that I see. I'm just going to say kick a freestyle. A lot of people going to look at me like I'm crazy, but I swear to you, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say kick a freestyle. If you ain't got a freestyle, you better have a damn speech. Like, you're going to be surprised when they spit you their legs. You're going to be like, what? <laughs> You be shocked by the ones. You be shocked by the ones that know hip hop. You be shocked. So you know what I'm saying. You might get a response you were totally not expecting if you try that one. 
That's why, look, man, that's why I love using hip-hop as, as a stage, you know what I'm saying, and, and as an entry point because, you know, listen, man, freedom of speech, definite check. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you start talking about money and finances and, and, you know, check. You want to talk about cars, you want to talk about praise, check. And if you listen to the right hip-hop, you want to talk about education, check. You know what I mean? Every Everything is there wrapping into a tight ball, but until you start peeling that ball back, because you might, it might look kind of sloppy looking at it in the corner. You know, it might not look like something that you want to pick up or something that you touch based off what you've heard again other people say. But if you start peeling the layers back, and once you peel those layers back, you'll see that it's something in hip-hop for everybody, man. For everybody. Exactly. And I just kind of point out and make sure you know that there aren't any progressive radio, I mean, there aren't any conservative hip-hop radio stations. All of all the black radio stations are conserved by are um, run by progressives. So just understand that and listen in what you get from the radio. You're getting from the radio what progressives want you to get, and sometimes you have to go deeper. Just like with with the mainstream media and how you know that they're only going to tell you what they want you to know. They're only going to cover stories that they want to cover. They're not going to give you the whole truth. The same thing with progressive radio. They're not going to give you all sides of hip-hop. They're only going to give you what they want you to hear. So do not judge the entire hip-hop culture by what you hear on the radio because it's a, misre- it's a misrepresentation. Big, big-time misrepresentation. I mean, man. So you know what I had on the show the other week? Let me tell you. Listen, listen to this. This is who I had on the show the other week. Talk about hip-hop. Listen to this. Yeah, it was 1215. Exactly. If I'm not mistaken, it was now you see something. Now you see now. You done fucked up, you know that, don't you? I see what I'm saying. I, no, I, I thought. No, so, you know what I'm saying? You done I, fucked up now, you know that, don't you? Yeah. No, you don't. You know that. No, you done fucked up. Without the tape, they had nothing. All right, son. We talk about <laughs> we talk about hip hop. What movie is that from? Um, um, South, no, it's um South Central. Um, <laughs> you getting warmer? I know what it is. Is and, and, and he shot they shot the dude in the convenience store. Two friends talking on the phone, haven't we? 
it's cool because this is what people like to hear. Like people like to hear everyday folks know know what they're saying, you know, know what they're talking about, and you know people can relate to that. Um, Sonny, I, I know we're gonna we're gonna close here in like in like three minutes, but I want to play you one more clip, and then I'm gonna ask you a question based off some things that we're seeing today. You ready? Go. <laughs> When Martin Lawrence was in that chair, we talked about Blue Streak. I love it. He played a role in your life, I believe. How do you feel about him as a person, as an artist? Martin Lawrence is the guy that showed everybody you can make it from D.C. to Hollywood. And uh, I had a personal stake in his success. Every time he did something, it made me feel inspired and really good. And he was always real nice to me. He'd sit me down, what's going on with you, baby boy? What, what? Talk about comedy, whatever. And, uh, you know, when we did Blue Streak, we were promoting it, and Martin had a stroke. He almost died. And then after that, I saw him, and I was like, oh, my God, Martin, are you okay? And he said, I got the best sleep I ever got in my life. (laughs) That's how tough he is. So let me ask you this. What is happening in Hollywood that a guy that tough will be on the street waving a gun, screaming, they are trying to kill me. Yeah. What's going on? Why is Dave Chappelle going to Africa? Why does Mariah Carey make a $100 million deal and take clothes off on TRL? It, a weak person cannot get to sit here and talk to you. Ain't no weak people talking to you. So what is happening in Hollywood? Nobody knows. The worst thing to call somebody is crazy, is dismissive. I don't understand this person, so they're crazy. That's bullshit. People are not crazy. They're strong people. Maybe the environment is a little sick. All right, so that's Dave Chappelle talking about Hollywood. And, and I love to play that clip because I agree with him only because I've been in entertainment. And, and when I say I've been in entertainment, I've been with the multi-Grammy award-winning people. I got plaques and all that stuff. Rolls and checks, you name it. And I know for a fact, I found out quick that there are no successful weak people in Hollywood or or in entertainment, in the music industry, if you will. I I found it out real quick, and it made me tighten up and and check myself. So I asked that because of what's going on today uh, with everybody's TV daddy. Uh, You know, we have no facts. We don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what the truth is yet. But, you know, you got Bill Cosby out here looking crazy. And he's not saying anything. Now, I don't know if the man is guilty or I don't know if the man is innocent. I still hold Bill Cosby uh, in, a, in a special place based off of the things that he have outcried about, the things that he's been outspoken about. No matter what he did, I still appreciate those things. My whole point in even bringing this up is that do you see what happens when we allow another entity or another individual or another programming to control our lives and everything that we think, our total thought process for a lot of people, whether they admit it or not, Sonny, a lot of people have raised their kids based off the Cosby show. I've done a lot of different lectures and things based off what I've seen from the Cosby show. Yes, I'm guilty because I held it as being a positive show and I appreciated the things that it offered to black uh, uh, society or the black community from a television standpoint. We we never saw anything like that before. We still don't see anything like it today. 
my whole point, though, and, and, I'm, and I'm asking you what you feel about it, is that when we start to see things like this, I, I'm sorry, when we continue to see things like this and people that we hold in high regard, why isn't this another example or another uh, uh, a warning sign going off in front of people saying, hey, dumbass, hey, dumbass, time for you to run your own life. You know, time for you to run your own life. Time for you to put some time, some, instead of watching TV, it's time for you to sit down and talk to your child and sculpt something a certain kind of way or do a certain thing. Time for you to start paying attention to your wife or your husband or your kids. You know, why is this a big indicator of we're doing things wrong and we're in the middle of reality TV, uh, 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 I don't even know how you put it, the, the reality TV blizzard? You know, shouldn't this be a warning sign or not to you? I think that... They, everyone in Hollywood knew if, if, if this is true, because a lot of the women tried to talk to it before and they felt like they were ignored, you know, and, um, pushed aside. And so that, that begs the question of why now? And if you've been following Bill Cosby recently within the last couple of months, Bill Cosby has began to rip the left and to rip Democrats because he's like, I've, I've been working all my life. I'm tired of giving money to other people. I'm tired because I'm like now he he's not as well off as you would think someone like Bill Cosby would be. His finances aren't in that place. So when you see him, he looks so old and he looks so beaten down. And you wonder why he's still working. He's still working because he has no choice. So he went on this rant about how he has, um, like, if he could have back one-fourth of all the money he paid in taxes over the years, how he could live the rest of his life and he could just stop working. He's tired of, of, of just having his, you know, everything sucked from him. So he goes on this, on this huge rant. After the rant is over, that's when the media begins to push all of the narratives and all of the stories, and now the only person they can talk about is Bill Cosby. Now, understand this, and I I tell black people this constantly. You think that you're black, and you think that you fit in, and you think you're in the crowd. The minute you say something a Democrat does not like, they will revoke your black card, and you become open season for every single progressive to attack. And that's what Bill Cosby is now. He was their darling when he could point them up as, look at this, this is the example of black girl. He was their darling. Now that he's criticizing them, they want that pound of flesh, and they're going to take it by any means necessary. I see for argument's sake, I've seen that from years, a lot of years ago um, with people like Bill Cosby. First of all, anybody who speaks out uh, against that machine will be heavily criticized, period, and especially if you're black. Um, yeah. For what I do, for what I know of Bill Cosby, that, that rent he went on, he was talking about money he invested that people pissed away. Uh, he, he still he still worked somewhere around $350 million. His rant was about the money that he feels like people have pissed away because they're still doing the same things, and he could have used that money elsewhere, you know, to be more beneficial for himself. So I I definitely get that. I think that we're in a day where reality – you know, today you can be a star for anything. It don't matter what you do. You go on TV for a day, you know, all these – 
Netflix TV shows, these housewife shows, these uh, uh, celebrity this and celebrity that. There's people cooking. There's people doing backflips and aerobics. God may help them. Shout out to everybody out there who's trying to get a living. I'm not mad at you being a capitalist. But in this society, everybody's a hero just because they're on TV. And for me, as much as I happen to love Bill Cosby, still do. I don't care what he did. I mean, I, I care to the extent that it's being right or wrong, and I hope that justice is served for whatever reason. But that's not going to take away from me loving the things that Bill Cosby did that I appreciated. I'm still going to like those things. But the things that he did wrong, I'm still not going to like those things, you know. But for me, to me, to me uh, you spend too many years. This is my problem with with people of his elk. I'll put it like that. You spent too many years convincing us that what we saw in the Cosby show was progressivism. And what we saw in the Cosby show was conservatism. But you spent your career trying to convince us about the illusion. That's my issue. You know, that's my issue with people like that, is that you say, okay, a two-parent home where the mother and the father makes the rules, the children are to obey. What does that that's that's conservatism. Progressivism says that a woman doesn't need a man and he, you know, the government can help her with this, that or the that's progressivism. That's the story of Julia and all that crap that wraps up in a one. What was displayed in the Cosby show was conservatism. The family unit being the first basic step of government. That is conservatism, and he spent his career conflating that idea with the idea of progressivism, and that's the part that ticks me off about Bill Cosby and his ilk. Your craft did not show your politics. That's real. <laughs> that's real. It don't it don't get any realer than that, Sonny. I mean, it, it doesn't. It does not get any realer than that. And and you know, here's where we are. To me, this thing has to be a, a, a warning sign. Like, this has to be that, that tornado light, that hurricane siren going off in the, in, in the hearts and the minds and in the eyes of people because we're still, I'm just going to speak on the black community right now, man, but people in general, we're still looking at folks on television, on these televised programs, okay, and we're still looking at them as our heroes. So when they do something outside of that televised program in real life, it's like, oh, no way they played a good role, or no way they were a great actor, or no way I like the character that they played on TV, or no way I know that person because when they were on reality TV, that wasn't their type of And you're dead-ass wrong. So we're putting too much damn uh, 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 love and, and, and affection into these damn television shows instead of putting that love and affection towards the people that surround us, that sleep with us, that wake up with us every single day of our lives, and even, Sonny, our neighbors. You know, even our neighbors, even the people that we walk past every day or our our kids, you know, their friends' parents. We got to start doing that and stop. We got to subtract some of that TV time and some of those television heroes and create heroes in our own household and start help the people who are out there trying to be heroes in real life, like yourself, Sonny, like me to some extent, like everybody who's rocking with CTGHQ and everybody else, man. You know, if we spend more time supporting these folks and advocating for these folks, who we can get to know in real life, it wouldn't matter what celebrities do because celebrities are going to do what celebrities are going to do. 
And that and that even that they don't if you trust them with your like I don't understand why you think they're intelligent beyond the level of intelligence that you have. Most of these people never got any farther in high school than you got in high school. They didn't go into any, to any school that's better than you went to. Most of the time, they just got a lucky break. And like you yep. say, if more groups, more people like us develop these units where people could come in. We're going to have, like, we're going to start seeing success and we're going to start seeing things change and things be different because if you know, like I know, the black community is yearning for it. It just had to become available. And I just say um, in part ways with ctgaq.org, uh, it is now available so you can come and be family with us. It is. Check it out, man, ctghq. ChangeTheGame.org, www.changethegame. I'm sorry, C-T-G-H-Q-O-R-G. Is that right, Sonny? Dot O-R-G, excuse me. Uh, make sure you guys check that out, man. It's a lot of cool stuff on there. Like, this is not your average conservative-flowing uh, website. It is not. I mean, this is a place where you can come and get all your information. You can get a little bit of what you didn't know. You can get some confirmation on what you thought you knew. And then you can get something that you definitely didn't know anything about. And then you got a little bit of trash news, celebrity news on there, too, because, you know, we just got to have that. I call it trash news. You know, we start talking about entertainment. I just call it trash news because some, most of the time it don't matter anyway. But people love those stories, so you got to report them. So shout out to everybody out there at ctghq.org. Plug it in. Put it in your search bar. Look it up. Be familiar with it. Join the team. Send them an email. Do whatever you got to do, but you got to get down with the CTGHQ. Also, check us out on krpradioshow.com. New website coming next year. That's why you haven't seen any activity, but we got plenty of activity on facebook.com backslash krpradioshow. Also, Change the Game has a Facebook page. Make sure you put it out. Just put in CTGHQ, man, in your, in your Google and hashtag that, and you'll see a whole bunch of good stuff about CTGHQ. Time is over, man. We got about two minutes, and I'm going to ask Sunny to give another shout-out before she go and leave us with a final thought. Yeah, i put you on the spot. I love you, though. All right. I will give a shout-out to Emperor Obama for his – Emperor Obama for his Amnesty Act that that now will be replacement and the replacement of millions of black Americans in, um, in the workforce. I'd like to give you a shout-out for basically nailing the coffin in the relationship between the black community and the Democratic Party. I appreciate what you've done, and um, I hope to take full advantage of your misstep. There it is. I'm going to leave you all with a little bit of West Coast. Shout out to everybody out there on the West Coast, man. We went a little bit long tonight, but I love you guys. We are out of here. One love. We're going to leave y'all with deep cover. Shout out to Snoop Dogg, a.k.a. Todd something. Look at Snoop Dogg's Instagram, man. Y'all going to love that. Sonny, love you, sis. We're out of here, man. Y'all take care. One love.
recognize real, gon' recognize real, real. Pony gon' recognize steel, steel. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time, I go 